Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, SDM's Wild World. I'm your host, Eli Martinez. And for this episode, episode number two, we're bringing you back to an interview I did uh, back in 2018 with Daniel de Granville of Photos and Nature. He is the operator that took us out to swim with giant anacondas or green anacondas uh, in, the, in the southern Pantanal. This is a, a trip that was just, just epic, man. I mean, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the snakes, uh, the, the giant anteaters, the birds. I mean, just everything about Brazil is just magical. Uh, it's, it's one of those trips. It's one of those places that, you know, you're just never going to get enough of. Anyway, the reason we're, we're going back to this, this uh, interview that I did was because right now I'm traveling. I'm on my way to the Philippines, to Malapascua Island to dive with thresher sharks. This is a, a shark I've been dreaming about diving with um, pretty much ever since I started dreaming about diving with sharks. Uh, this is my unicorn shark. This is a shark uh, that I, you know, I I really really want to see. Um, it's just one of those species. It's sexy. It's exciting. It's mysterious, and I'm looking forward to seeing this animal and sharing, uh, you know, this magical place with you guys on on our upcoming podcasts. Um, anyway, enjoy the show and look forward to to bringing you more episodes. Thanks for listening, guys. Welcome to SDM's Wild World. Um, you know what? I don't your your last name. I don't want to butcher it if I say your your last name, Daniel. The please. No, with the uh, Grand. De Granville. Well, in Brazil we say De Granville. But, de de Granville. Know, de Granville. But nobody in the U.S. was like <laughs> right. De Granville. Okay. So uh, I'm sitting here. Uh, this is a SDM Wildlife Podcast, and I'm sitting here in Brazil on our final day with uh, Daniel De Granville. And we are, uh, he is uh, the tour operator that, uh, that put us on anacondas this week. Um, it was an absolutely amazing trip. It was, um, uh, for me, it was, it was uh, a dream come true being able to be in the water with this, with this animal, with this predatory species. Uh, it, it was just one of these, these animals that have, they have so much myth and mystery behind them. Uh, and uh, there's so much that is not known about these animals and for me just being here was and experiencing these animals was a thrill and and to be able to sit here Daniel with you finally after all these years of chatting with you finally uh, it was uh, it was an amazing week um, thanks again for for hosting us and and for putting us on these animals and, and showing us your world for a little while you know thanks I had a great time too I mean I'm I'm always thrilled to look for these animals every every time and every every operation I I learn something new from them and I have a new experience and it's, it's always exciting I never get bored of doing that so part of what I do or what I want to do on these on these podcasts is is uh, talk about these animals a little bit as far as the the myths behind these predators because there's so much that's not known about these animals and for years uh, there was there's this like um, there there was there's uh, what what uh, people believe is is these mindless monsters that the second you get in the water with them or the second you get near these animals they want to kill you or they're trying to kill you I mean which is completely opposite of, of what we know about predators I mean your experience with these animals and and obviously you deal with this a lot more than I do with especially with anacondas I mean I deal with it with sharks and and wildcats or whatever else that we're doing working with but uh, for anacondas I mean what are what are some of the things that, that you've been told through the years as far as these animals are concerned and they're dangerous yeah, well, you know, I think for, for, for every predator, no matter a shark or anaconda or a, a jaguar, the key is to respect the animal. 
we will never do things like corner an anaconda or grab it or anything that could disturb it too much. If you respect the animal and you do things the proper way, um, I think the chances of having a problem go near zero. At least us in these 10 years of going after anacondas to, for, with photographers and film crews, I never came through a situation that we, we, f we noticed that the safety was being jeopardized, like there was a risk, uh, imminent risk of attack or anything. And when we feel that the snake is, is maybe getting annoyed, we, we let it go. That's the key. And we notice, and um, there's some studies that show that the larger the anaconda is, the more docile, the more calm it is. And we've been noticing that. The huge 18, 20 feet long, thick as a truck tire snake, it's very gentle. You know, it swims in the bottom of the river swiftly and calmly, and, and that's really surprising. Uh, doesn't doesn't have anything to do with what Hollywood say sometimes you know anaconda movies it's it's totally a different story in real life yeah well definitely movies uh, tend to to turn these these guys into monsters especially an animal as peaceful as an anaconda and and, and absolutely right I mean what you what you see with the anacondas is the same thing we see with our very large tiger sharks or great whites the larger the shark the more uh, standoffish it is the more uh, uh, fearful it is of, of things that it doesn't understand and the reason why I mean they, they get to to these sizes is by being careful is by being smart and 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 I think the same thing happens with you know like these big uh, these big snakes that you know they're they're really cautious around new things or you know and, and obviously they, they get to a certain size and become I guess kings of their domain by by being this smart and being this careful I mean that's I think it's awesome um, Another thing I wanted to talk about is, is the conservation behind these animals. I, what I loved about this operation that you do here, and, and their operation is Photos in Natura, right? Did I say that right? Um, is is the, the fact that, you know, a lot of the, the work you guys are doing is on private land. So these animals are not, you know, they're not in open areas where uh, they're exposed to a lot of danger, you know, especially from, from people that want to capture them for the pet trade or, or for their skin or for their meat. I mean, I think it's, I think it's awesome that... Uh, you know that you know these kind of setups are really are are beneficial for these animals. You know. Yeah, and I I believe I really feel that the work that we've been doing over these years, showing anaconda and bringing down this myth, is really making landowners conscious. And uh, now nowadays, many many landowners are proud that they have anacondas in in their stretch of the river. And uh, so that's. That's very, very important for us. In the past, we would hear that uh, a rancher that had an anaconda in its land would just kill it because the, the, the anaconda could catch a, a calf or a dog. But nowadays, you know, we get calls, hey, there's an anaconda here in my property. You want to come and see it and photograph it? So I think this, this kind of work, a conscious work with ecotourism in a sustainable way, not only uh, uh, brings down the myth for general public, but makes landowners proud of having wild species in their property, and that's very important for conservation. I think that's awesome. I mean, that's my favorite part is the fact that, yeah, you're you're not only changing the mind of people out there that have this stigma about these animals, but also the locals, you know, and and, and helping the locals uh, uh, understand that they have uh, an amazing resource that uh, that they can take advantage of, and and not in a negative way, but in a positive one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a there's a funny story about this. Some years ago, we uh, we had a Brazil's major TV network doing a story on anacondas here, 
and it was aired on Brazil's most popular Sunday night show and the night before it was aired and the night it was aired I was like I couldn't sleep at night because I said oh man tomorrow they're gonna kick me out of town because no <laughs> tourists gonna want to come to to this region anymore because of big anacondas a couple days later some some travel agents came and hey Daniel after the show was aired on TV there's people coming to my agency they want to book that one tour where they can see the big anacondas so no, the effect was, was, was really positive in that sense. That is absolutely quite the opposite. The same thing happened in the 80s when they first started advertising shark diving in the dive magazines, which was you know, a complete taboo at the time. And um, you know, they thought like it, the, everything was going to fall apart. People were going to stop diving. They're going to stop going to these places because of an advertisement for shark diving in the Bahamas. And it was quite the opposite. Everybody started getting really excited and wanted to go to the Bahamas and go shark diving. And it's you know, kind of the same thing. I think you know with the snakes you know like uh, you know we're seeing that even with just the small posts that I'm doing on social media the excitement about about these animals is is really high and it's it's just great to see uh, you know not only uh, you know for all the predators you know for different predator species around the world that you know that places like this exist where you can send a positive message and uh, and there's people like you to send it I, I think it's awesome yeah and that's that's how we believe that these things should, should be done, really. Uh, small groups, small operations, and being very, very honest uh, about the, the chances of finding the animal or not with, with the clients that come here and, and pay a significant amount of money to, to be here. And we really, we, we that's our, our cornerstone is to, to make sure that we keep expectations to a realistic level. Because the, the, the anaconda is it's not an easy animal to find because you can't bait an anaconda it doesn't make any sound that you could hear and go after. It doesn't leave any tracks, so it's, it's not an easy task. But uh, you know, with knowledge and uh, dedication and experience, we we've been having very very successful seasons over the past years. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me out here. It took a long time to get here, and I'm I'm excited about every second I spent out here. You know, so I know that we got to go catch a we got to catch a bus right now. We got to take off. We're going home. Sadly, I don't want. I really don't want to leave. I could. I could spend another month out here just with all the wildlife that this place has to offer, and uh, what you know, I know that you guys also do. Uh, you know, it's not just ja uh, uh, anacondas, but you guys offer jaguar uh, expeditions and and different uh, species as well. So, I mean, you want I don't know if you want to chat about that a little bit and before we say goodbye. And no, yeah, I, um, I think you know Brazil is especially this part of Brazil is so distant from from U.S. or Europe that person who has dedicated time and effort and money to get all the way to here not very far from where we are looking for anacondas you can find other amazing wildlife experiences like jaguars uh, piranhas caimans freshwater stingrays uh, giant otters you name it so I mean ideally if the the person is able to combine a program where you can come not only for anacondas but for other wildlife this part of Brazil has an amazing uh, a menu of, uh, of uh, species to, to be seen and that's important to, to, to explain normally outside of Brazil when someone hears about watching wildlife in Brazil most people will think about the Amazon the Amazon is very rich in wildlife but it's much more difficult to see them because you're in, in a dense tropical jungle whereas in this part that we are now in the Brazilian savanna, the Cerrado and in the adjacent Pantanal wetlands you have much more of a clear landscape naturally clear vegetation more like really like savanna like 
So that makes it easier to see wildlife, to find wildlife. So I, w I always say, if a wildlife lover, wildlife lover, or a photographer or filmmaker that's looking to, for great scenes, great interaction with wildlife, this is by far the best part of Brazil to be in. I completely agree. And uh, again, thank you so much. Thanks, really mate. appreciate great it. Great time, man. and see you next year. Absolutely, I'll yeah. be here. I'm counting the days. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we're going to end our, our podcast with that. Uh, I want to thank Daniel again for an amazing week. Um, I'm going to journey home now, but uh, it was an absolutely fantastic time. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our channel. Uh, click like and let your friends know all about it. Cheers, and uh, we'll see you next week.